Hey moms, I am so honored to share this space with you and to be able to welcome you to Beyond Motherhood Radio. Here we will talk all things motherhood and parenting, relationships, mindset, child development, and tapping into your purpose, all to help you live your most aligned and best life. My name is Brittany and I am married to my high school sweetheart, a mother to four children under the age of six, a certified parenting coach and former elementary school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. I'm on a mission to help you raise amazing human beings, live your purpose, and stay somewhat sane in the process. If you're ready to go beyond motherhood, let's jump in. Hello and welcome back to Beyond Motherhood Radio. My name is Brittany LaJoy and I'm your host. We have a quick Tip Tuesday episode on deck today and we are talking all about a topic that I feel wholeheartedly so passionate about. I released an episode a few weeks back all about breaking the confidence code, basically gaining and maintaining confidence in both motherhood and life. And so many of you connected with it and found some value there. So I thought that we would take another angle of confidence and talk about helping our children gain, grow, and maintain their confidence. We as parents have such a strong influence in this. And I will branch out to say that all of the people in your child's life have an impact on their confidence. Sometimes their confidence may be stifled by certain people or experiences throughout their lives, getting cut from a school play or a sports team, for example, or maybe the way an adult spoke with them that hurt their confidence, either intentionally or not. Or maybe it was an instance on the playground between peers. One child said something to the other and their confidence was immediately shot. I'm not here to skirt around the fact that our children's confidence won't ever be challenged, but I am here to empower you as the caretaker to know that many of the things that you're doing now or the things you're not doing now, truly have a profound impact on the way that your child shows up in the world. Shoulders back, head held high. I've mentioned before that I did not grow up with a lot of confidence myself. And when I became an adult is when I learned that you can actually work on your confidence almost like a muscle. So I now understand how essential and necessary it is for us to work on that muscle with our kids. We can do that starting today. So let's talk about some of the ways and I'll give you some examples on how you can foster confidence in your kids. Um, And it's actually a lot easier than you think. So first I want to mention that a lot of my, I'm using air quotes, teaching, the things I share in this space are often very off the cuff and random. So there are definitely times that I'm sitting down and having a teaching moment. But when you start to share this type of language with your kids often, it won't feel forced, it won't feel cringy, it won't feel silly to you, it will just become the way that you speak, if that's what you desire to to do, of course. So when I offer these language cues, I want to encourage you to use them at random times. And the randomness allows your child to feel safe and supported always, even if you're away. Remember, the concept of secure attachment tells us that when we are not with our children, they still feel that we are there with them because we have given them the tools to be able to feel safe and secure. When things are not so rehearsed, they may feel rehearsed for a while or planned, your child will feel securely attached all the time. So my, your words, become your children's inner monologue. In short, don't get stressed about when to use these cues or teachings. In my opinion, the more random, the better. I like to use this phrase a lot. Hey, do you know what I was thinking? And then I'll dive into a conversation with them that actually has some agenda behind it. So further on this note, when I do attempt a conversation or a teaching of some sort and they are not into it, I have zero problem dropping it. I actually did this the other day. I said, 
Hey, Mason, you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about how sometimes people come to our home to deliver things or to work on something. If someone comes to your house and I was upstairs feeding Murphy or something, what would you do? And it was clear to me at that point that he did not want to talk about that right then. He had many other things to work on and that conversation was not one of them. So I dropped it and I later actually brought that same question to Maeve. And at this point, Mason was in the room and wanted to talk more about the topic. So perhaps it was the safety of Maeve or that he was just more ready to talk. But either way, it's never forced and I always try to let them lead. And this actually also builds their confidence. There are three main things that I feel are most important, the most important components of building a child's confidence, and they are language, both yours and theirs, modeling, and vulnerability. So let's break each one of these things down. First of all, language. Our children hear what we say. Our language will become both their internal monologue, as I mentioned before, but it will also be how they speak out loud as well. There's a phrase that I've been using a lot lately that I absolutely love, so I want to share it with you. I'll say, hey, Maeve, do you know what I love about you? And then with her eyes wide and full of excitement, she'll say what? And I share something that I'm proud of. For example, I love that you're so great at telling your feelings. When you're sad, you tell us. When you're mad, you tell us. You are just so good at that. Another thing that you can do is have a conversation with your child's stuffed animal about something you noticed your kid did today. For example, hey, Hey bear, guess what Sonny did today? He didn't like that his sister took his toy while he was playing. And instead of hitting her, he asked for it back. He's been working really hard on that. I'm so proud. This tactic would be great for a kid who is a little bit more reserved or who doesn't like being in the spotlight. Those who want to hear the good things, because all kids do, but might feel a little embarrassed if it's said directly to them. And another key in building their confidence with language is allowing them to tell you what they like and they don't like. So allowing children to have opinions without telling them that they're wrong, allowing them to say, I don't want to play basketball and trusting that they don't want to play basketball, allowing them to name their feelings, tell you that they're sad and to not be shot down with a stop at your fine. All of these little things, these little situations can aid in the development of growth mindset in kids. Growth mindset describes a way of viewing challenges and setbacks. So people who have a growth mindset believe that even if they struggle with certain skills, their abilities are not set in stone. They think that with work, their skills can improve over time. And on the flip side of a growth mindset, a fixed mindset is when we don't think that we can change and this is who we are and this is who we're always going to be. Many of us as adults have a fixed mindset because we haven't been given the tools or the confidence to know that we can actually change our patterns and ways of thinking. Language is the number one thing in growing a growth mindset. As parents and teachers, we can change our terminology, the things that we say from I can't do this to I can't do this yet. And if you haven't heard of growth mindset, I highly encourage you to take a peek at Carol Dweck's work, Mindset. It's a book. It's fascinating. And as we approach parenthood, we are able to foster a growth mindset in our kids and in turn, grow their confidence. This is all through their language. The second component I feel is one of the most important is modeling. I love this one. Our children, just like they hear everything we do, they see everything we do. The good, the bad, the ugly. Not to scare you again, just to give you some reality and empower you. How often are you modeling confidence to your children? How are you handling setbacks, wrong turns, literally or figuratively, inconsiderate people, patience in a line, tricky situations, even seemingly small missteps in your own home. 
Another key point here that is important in our home, again, might not work for yours, is that we're open and honest with our kids, mostly because our six-year-old will figure out real fast that we're not telling the truth, but also because we know that when we're honest and open, our kids have the confidence to be as well. So further, we model what we want to show up as in a relationship. We're not perfect by any means, but the one of the biggest things that we can show our kids, and I truly believe this, is how to repair. So say, for example, that you and your husband had a disagreement about weekend plans. The argument played out in front of your children and it was left unsettled. Both of you maybe went your separate ways and you left the room feeling frustrated. This is the perfect time to model repair. So even if you repair and get over yourselves behind closed doors, I encourage you to model what that might look like in front of your kids. And honestly, it might feel forced at the start because you're not used to this. It might sound or look something like this. Joe, I'm sorry for getting upset about this weekend. I had a different idea of how I wanted the weekend to go. I know this new plan will be fun. I just need to wrap my head around it. I'm looking forward to spending time together as a family. Again, this might feel forced, especially if you're not used to repairing. Hopefully I'll record another podcast about repair because there's so much, so much brain science around repairing and the goodness that it brings for kids. But if you and your partner are open to growing together and helping your children build the skills to take on the world, you need to start inside your home and start with your own arguments. We can't tell our kids to apologize, solve problems, or anything of that sort if they don't see us doing it and learning from us, right? The last component of building your kids' confidence is vulnerability. Again, both you, yours, and theirs. Mistakes happen all day, every day. Many of the mistakes we make do not matter within five minutes of them happening. But as adults, we have been conditioned to blow up our mistakes. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot to grab a jacket. I am so dumb. And then you continue to talk about that jacket the whole day. I wish I had my jacket. I'm such an idiot. I'm so cold. Jacket, 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 right? (laughs) Imagine what that does to our kids. If time after time you're blowing up your mistakes, not owning them or pushing them off as someone else's fault, you're showing your kids that that's what they should do too. This leaves them with little to no confidence when they do face challenges. Instead, be vulnerable. Vulnerability is opening yourself up and knowing that there's a possibility for uncomfortable feelings to creep in, kind of like when you start a podcast. When we as parents are able to admit our mistakes and show that they're part of the learning process, our children will feel good about doing that as well. This can be a challenge for many kids. For example, both my six and four-year-olds have a bit of perfectionism, I would say. Now that my six-year-old is in kindergarten, it shows up more when he has work to complete. He wants it to be perfect. And if he doesn't, if it's not perfect, then he will have a meltdown. And with my four-year-old, she just does not like to lose. (laughs) So we honor these feelings. We allow them to make mistakes. But don't get me wrong. This does not mean that they get a trophy for losing or they're not held responsible for getting something wrong on their work. In fact, allowing and acknowledging mistakes, in my opinion, gives them the confidence to try again and builds their internal motivation, which this means being motivated by internal factors without external reward. And this does not happen overnight, of course. So these are my three top tips. Ultimately, our kids need confidence to take on this changing world. And unfortunately, in my opinion, unfortunately, they need it from a younger and younger age. We can't change the people we encounter. We can't change the situations we encounter, but we can help ourselves and our kids do this on a daily basis and build their confidence. It's never too early, I don't think. And I wish I had worked on this way earlier than I did. 
Remember, parenting is a long game, but those little things add up. Have a beautiful week. Take care. See you next time. I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, would you share it with another mom friend? We cannot support each other enough these days. And perhaps sharing this podcast will bring some light to someone else in your life. Feel free to leave a rating and review so that we can continue to have more important parenting conversations together. See you next time.